Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. just ask you to give a warm Windsor welcome to Mac and Caroline Leaf and uh, we'll let you guys have it. Thank you, thank you. Let's give the loudest clap to our Lord Jesus Christ today. Yes, amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Well, I'm Big Mac. I've been married to the brain for 28 years. I'm the experiment. I always like to start off with a funny story, gets you relaxed, it primes you for learning. I was thinking about the offering. It reminded me of these two guys that were in an airplane, the airplane crashed into the ocean and they were on this island in the middle of nowhere and the one guy was just freaking out and nobody's going to find us and we're going to be locked here, for, we're lost here for the rest of our life. And the other guy was just sitting with his back on the tree, he says, relax, he says, I make 200 grand a year. And this other guy was saying, nobody's going to find us. We're going to die here. There's no food. The guy says, relax. I make 200 grand a year. Eventually, the other guy says, what's wrong with you? What's, what's this with 200 grand a year? He says, well, I tithe 10% and my pastor will find me. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's very good to laugh because it releases various different chemicals in your brain that will help you process information. So we have method in our madness, where Je- Mac always starts with a joke, so that you can be focused and concentrate on all the science I'm about to give you. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk this morning about choice and free will and quantum physics. So you are very intelligent. Turn to each other and say, you are so intelligent, you're going to understand every word she's going to say. And please believe it while you say it, because what you believe will come true. Okay, so God has made us able to choose. God, in His loving grace, gave us the ability to think to feel and to choose. He gave us free will. So no matter how much the scientists through the millennia have debated, do or don't we have free will? And for the last hundred years, it's been very fashionable to decide whether we have free will or not, and to actually say that we don't have free will. And no matter how much the scientists have debated it, saying do we or don't we have free will, they've actually been using their free will to decide do we or don't we have free will. So I rest my case. We have free will in the decision whether we do or don't. So we do have free will because God says it and he's the ultimate reality. God is the father of light. God is the source of everything. He is the ultimate reality. And quantum physics is considered the new physics. And it's considered, even though it was originally developed or originated by Heisenberg in 1925, the original theory of quantum physics, it is called the new physics because it points directly towards the truths of God. And how that should be because that God uses science to tell us the truth. So God gives us science to understand him. And scientists will do research and scientists often will do research trying to say that there is no God. God, and but God will not be mocked. So God reveals little bits by little bit. So science is constantly unfolding. In fact, in fact, science dies one funeral at a time. So as soon as scientists think, well, we now have the ultimate reality, this is the truth, then new stuff is revealed and they have to go back to the drawing board and reevaluate again as the new development occurs. So God knows what he's doing and he's revealing bit by bit all the time. And if we didn't have something, if we didn't have quantum physics, we wouldn't have a lot of things like radios, etc. Just literally everything out there the underlying principles of how it operates in terms of the world that we live in is based on quantum physics. So quantum physics doesn't follow the same kind of rules as what we of, of classical physics, which is things like Newton's laws and, and the basic, the sort of deterministic quantum, me- me- mechanistic worldview, cause and effect, where you have things 
things like billiard balls or whatever that bash into each other and you get cause and effect. So the whole thing that we've grown up with that you get cause and effect, you have physical things. Now this that is a part of the world that we live in. We have the physical world and we have the quantum world, but it's like an iceberg. So it doesn't mean that classical physics doesn't work or isn't true, but it's only part of reality. And this is where science has made a lot of mistakes and where it has confused our thinking. So hang with me there. Think of a an iceberg. An iceberg, what we can see generally is the tip of the iceberg. And the tip of the iceberg is only the tip of the iceberg. Underneath the water is this vast iceberg that we don't know where it begins and where it ends because it blends with all the other icebergs. So if we look at understanding human nature, understanding who we are, understanding what is called, what is considered the hard question of science, which is what is consciousness, what is free will, what is this, this, this thing of man being able to think and choose and feel, we have to look at the tip of the iceberg and we have to look under the water at the rest of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg gives us the concepts of quantum, of, of classical physics, which is things that we can see, touch, and feel, and that follow intuitive laws, like Newton's laws, etc. So cause and effect, physical things. Quantum physics is under the water. It is this huge, big, unknown thing, this, this concept that doesn't follow the normal intuitive rules. It's huge, and it is spiritual in nature. So what we find, if we translate that back into mind, into what is consciousness, into what is man, into what is free will, what we see happening is that the majority of who we are of how we function as humans is quantum in nature, is spiritual in nature, because quantum means beyond, literally is beyond space and time. It means energy, it means big, it means endless. It, it means that it means this in, infinite thing. And now God is infinite, God is the source of energy, God is the source of light, God is the father of lights, he is the originator of everything, he is the source of everything. And quantum physicists are, fi uh, the, the, the quantum physicists whether they like to acknowledge God or not, what it points towards is that God is real, that a cons cosmic consciousness, some of them don't like to say God, so they'll say a cosmic consciousness, but they cannot deny all the laws of quantum physics show that there's this huge iceberg under, what, under the water that points towards something that is bigger than us, that is bigger than the physical that we can see, that is quantum in nature, that we can't really understand. And one of the top quantum theorists, um, Feynman, he said that if you think we can understand quantum physics, well, think again, we can't understand quantum physics. So it's so big, we can't really understand God, but we instinctively know that God is huge, big, incredible, and he, he fills us with everything that we Everything about our being is, is quantum, it's, it's huge, it's a spiritual, almost indescribable thing. And God is this indescribable, wonderful, creative, magnificent God that we serve and we made in His image. So obviously if we made in His image, the majority of us is going to be quantum in nature. So we're going to use this very complex concept and I'm going to start unpacking this for you in terms of free will. And I'll use images, I'll use pictures, so I'm going to take this complex thing of quantum physics, classical physics and this bigness and the stuff that we don't really understand and I'm going to try and break it down into a way that we can understand a little better in order to give you an eternal perspective. So my objective of this particular service is to help you to see yourself differently. It's to help you to get an eternal perspective of who you really are and what does it mean to be made in the image of God, which is a very, very powerful concept that we need to really think about. About and meditate on. Okay, so first of all, we do life. So we wake up in the morning and we start doing life. And you can either do life, start reacting in the correct way, or you can react in the incorrect way by the choices that you make. So with your free will, with your mind in action, with the way that you respond to the, to the, the events and circumstances of life, you are going to respond correctly or incorrectly. And whatever response you make with your mind is going to change physical matter. Let me say that again. The choice that you make with your mind, how you respond to the events and circumstances of life, is going to change the physical nature of your brain, 
of your body and of the world around you because whether you like it or not, or not you are in relationship with other people. We are all connected. We are one in Christ. So our realities will impact everyone else's realities. So if you think your thoughts don't make any difference in your body, well, science shows that every thought that you think is a real thing, it builds into a real structure in your brain. It impacts your entire brain, every cell of your body. It impacts you, spirit, soul, and body, the thoughts that you build with your mind and those that you're in relationship and the next four generations, which means that your thoughts carry have generational impact and the physical matter of the world around us. So there's a whole body of science that supports those statements that I have just made, which I don't have time to unpack in the service. But there's a whole, in my, re, in my books, I have research references, etc., my TV show, etc. You can, you can learn more about this concept. The point here is that our minds are extremely powerful and they are impacting and changing the nature of who we are and the nature of the world that we live in. So you matter. You count. Your thoughts count. What you do with your life has a very real physical effect and spiritual effect on the world. Okay, so when you are reacting, you are changing matter. And because we're made in God's image and wired for love, when we react incorrectly, when we react incorrectly, we get frustrated and we get irritated and we think negatively. We go down this zone over here where you see this wiry looking tree, which is the toxic fear zone. When we do that, we actually create damage in our brain and we have this damaging impact. I spoke about this in the first session. When we react in the correct way, we create health in our brain and our bodies because this is our normal, this is our default mode. So we're going to have this massive physical change. So Romans 8.19 says, For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. So the creation that God has created, the world that he has given us, and we are part of his creation, is waiting for us to step into our normal and our natural to impact the world in the way we should be impacting. So every choice we make with our mind is having a good impact on ourselves and others and the world we live in and the world that God has created is waiting for us in eager anticipation to step in, and I, I will demonstrate this, to step in to what God has called us to, to how it called us to function. He's not going to go here and drag you in because he's given you free will. You choose to step into what God has called you to do, or you choose to step out of what God has called you to do. That is your ability to choose, and that you do with your love power and your sound mind. So you've been given a love and powerful sound mind, not a spirit of fear, as the scriptures say. So you do not have a spirit of fear. God did not make bad things. God made good things that are love, lovely, wonderful, good, and powerful. And then he loved us so much that he actually gave us a bit of his power, our ability to choose. God is God. Do you think he couldn't have made us robots if he wanted to? Of course he could have, but he didn't. He made us free thinking agents with free will so that we can choose to follow in his steps or not. And when you do that, you change matter. So with your mind, you actually create matter. When you are thinking, my words now are coming out to you as a sound wave. The visuals are coming out as a light wave. They are going into your brain. You are listening. You are generating mind action, and you are with your powerful mind taking these words and you are turning them into some physical matter in your brain because as you are listening and choosing you cause genes to express which I spoke about in the first service and those genes make proteins and the proteins will group together to form thoughts which look like trees in your brain and also not only do your thoughts build not only do your your thinking uh, the thinking that you are doing now build thoughts inside your brain which are physical proteins substance, matter, evidence, etc., but you are also impacting the genetic function of every single cell of your body. So your thought life now is determining what every single one of your cells looks like and how it's going to function. And how you function then is reflected to the world in what you say and what you do, changing the function of the world. Now this is all quantum in nature. We can use quantum physics to understand these things called choices and creating realities. We live in a world that says, that currently, that says that the brain, the physical, 
this thing produces the mind as an artifact. So what the world is doing is they're taking, they're giving the physical priority over the spiritual, okay, which is incorrect because this is the tip of the iceberg. The other stuff is underneath. It's quantum in nature. It's huge. You are a spiritual being. When God made Adam, he made Adam spirit first. And then he took the dust of the earth. And then he breathed the spirit of life into the physical and the mind was created. So therefore the spirit and the mind have priority over the physical. So the brain and the physical cannot matter, cannot produce mind cannot produce consciousness. Consciousness makes physical. That is what it means to make power, have a powerful mind. So what I'm saying is that your thinking is changing the world around you. How are you changing your own world? How are you changing the world of your loved ones and those that you are in relationship with? How are your thoughts impacting the world that God has given us? The creation is crying out for us to step in. When we live in this zone, that impacts the physical functioning of the world. It causes damage in the physical world. Do you understand what I'm saying here? The whole of creation is waiting for us to step in to reflect his glory. Okay, so here is now, if you perceive events negatively, you remember the pictures that I just showed you, okay, of the happy faces and the, and the sad, and the, and the um, and, uh, worked up faces, okay? If you perceive the way you use your mind to perceive an event is linked to your health. So if you perceive a situation in a negative sense, look what's happened there. It's linked to a 43% decrease in health over the next 12 months. So by you thinking, oh no, this is terrible, and going down that zone, you are physically building that into your brain, physically changing the nature of your brain, and through the whole way that quantum physics works, you are impacting the world around you. So you have just reduced your own health by 43% over the next 12 months. So what research is showing on a daily basis is that our mind is changing matter. So chronic stress and anxiety damages the brain. How you perceive stress will increase your mortality. Toxic thinking increases inflammation and cardiovascular problems. Car toxic thinking causes proteins to be released in your heart that will cause that they get damaged in themselves, causing tissue damage. In other words, worrying about getting Alzheimer's increases your chance of getting it by 63%. So mind changes matter not matter changing mind. We cannot blame the physical for our circumstances. We have to take responsibility and why does God say, therefore bring all thoughts into captivity to Christ Jesus because the thoughts that you are thinking are changing your physical nature of your brain and of your body and of the world that you live in and the future generations. You count. You have generational impact. And we need to take responsibility for our thought life. We need to think on these things that are good and true, as it says in Philippians 4.8. We need to renew our mind. We need to set up a constant internal dialogue with the Holy Spirit. We need to choose to live in this zone 24 hours a day. If you're not living in this zone, you are using your powerful mind to live in this zone, and this is a bad zone. Okay. Okay, so just worrying about getting Alzheimer's increases. So all these, there's a thousands and there are thousands of studies that come out. I spend two to three hours a day doing research in my field to keep up to date with my field. And I can tell you now, it is astounding to see how, how brain science is moving and aligning with quantum physics and how it's proving that God exists and how the power of the mind is becoming prevalent in the research studies, even though scientists don't want to acknowledge it. So there's a big split in the world of science science between those that, will be, that are seeing that our mind changes matter versus those that are trying to say, hey, we have no free will. We are predetermined. We are, we are machines. We are diseased machines with broken parts. We have no future. This is all there is, this world. There is nothing else. And that's such a sad picture. But God is bringing quantum physics to the fore, and it's starting to show, hey, that's not the answer. Mind changes matter. Quantum physics shows us the spiritual nature of man. It is 
very, very exciting to look at it that way. In fact, I'm going to read you very quickly the Nobel Prize winner, Eugene Wigner, he said that the study of the external world and the new physics, which is, called quant which is basically quantum physics, even though it was originated in 1925 by Heisenberg, leads to the conclusion that the contents of consciousness, what are you, contents of consciousness, what are you thinking about? What's in your mind? What's in your non-conscious mind, which we'll learn about in a moment? So the contents of your consciousness, okay? The contents of your consciences um, are the ultimate reality because your thoughts will precede your words and your actions and your words and your actions create changes in the world around you. So the ultimate reality is what you are thinking about. So you create your reality and we know that our ultimate reality is God. So basically the quantum physics shows us in the big picture, and I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail in a moment, is that nothing is real unless it is being looked at. Now that is a very confusing concept. So unless you're looking at it, it's not real. So we see color in this room, do you agree? But if we go out of this room, there is no color. You are only seeing color because you're in this room. So if you go out of this room, or you move out of this space, there will, all the colors that you see in this room will not be there. The only reason we are seeing color is because there's a light wave reflecting from the color that is hitting the retina, which is at the back of your eye, creating an electrical chemical reaction in your brain, and that's why you see color. Otherwise, there's no color. So when we're out of this room and we're not looking at it, so there's no one in this room, there will be no red chairs that you are sitting on. There will no, be no colors that you see that you are seeing now. It is us with our eyes. We are seeing the color. So you're seeing the blue on my jacket because it is a light wave that is hitting your retina, creating an electrical chemical reaction, which is enabling you to see the color of my jacket. Okay, so it is real because you are seeing that color. So then, then uh, the Bishop of Berkeley, the uh, Bishop of Berkeley in the United Kingdom, said that nothing is real unless it is being looked at. So well, and he says, well, God, if nothing, okay, so if nothing is real unless it's being looked at, then is everything just an illusion? No, because God is always looking. So the ultimate reality is in God. He made us. He is looking. So his looking has created our reality. I know this is deep, but I believe that it's good to challenge your minds because I believe you're highly intelligent. And I believe as you target the struggle to understand what I'm trying to tell you, even if you don't understand, you've got the opportunity to watch this DVD over and over and over again until you do understand because it's worth understanding that God is the ultimate reality and he looks at us and he has created reality and he has created that power given us that power with our free will to in turn create reality and what reality are you and I creating are we creating the reality that aligns with his word with who he's designed us to be or are we creating a reality that aligns with the illusions and the lies of the enemies and how do we get to one of these other realities through our free will and where is your free will? In your mind. In your mind. Where does your mind work through? Your brain. So your mind works through your brain. Your brain is not going to do anything if you are dead. So if you are dead, your mind's not doing in your, your brain's not doing anything. Your mind has eternal value. So when you if we that if, if we look at a brain, like link you up now and look at your brain inside your head, there would be action. But if you are dead, your brain won't do anything. We can stare at a dead brain all day. It will never produce the mind action that is going on in your mind at this moment. So your mind is working through your brain. And when you dead and your body is gone your mind is still going your spirit is still going they have eternal value okay so people this is another thing now, I just want to show you the impact of change when we make decisions with our mind how it changes the physical had the physical impact it has on other people people who served others experienced a 68% increase in healing compared to those who only get treatment for themselves 
Now, what is the first reaction of this current world system that we have? When you've got an issue, fix my problem. Listen to my problem. Give me medication. Forget about them. I can't help you because I am broken. I need to be fixed before I can help you. No, that is not the Jesus model. The Jesus model is serve others. Stop looking out for yourself and start looking out for others. When you give 100%, that is what research shows. When you use the power of your mind to completely serve others and love others, your healing and your love will come back. In your brokenness, in your worst state, that is when you should be serving the most. Go and find someone when you're at your most broken state. Do not go and find someone to say, listen to me, listen to me, this is my problem. Don't do that. Go and say, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And in doing that, you will change your reality. You will change your brain. And what you sow, you will reap. You will reap that love. But if you go after it, if you're seeking to serve yourself 100%, you will never get anything. But if you seek to serve 100%, you will get everything. And research shows 68% increase in healing compared to those who are just looking after themselves. We don't live in a me, myself creation. When you choose to create this reality, you reduce your healing dramatically. You reduce your happiness and your peace and all those good things will go because that's not the reality we are supposed to be creating remember our mind our consciousness is where it starts led by the spirit of god which is part of this whole quantum world and that creates the reality we create our realities when you change your mind about a stressful event you can change your body's response so if you see something as terrible and awful and it's it's going to break you and wipe you out and you're going to die. Well, guess what? That mind power has just created that reality in your body. So you've just started killing yourself. Why do that? In other words, research shows that. So what you, the way you perceive will alter your body's response. But the Bible tells us to rejoice despite the circumstances. So when you're in that bad place, when you get that phone call in the middle of the night, when you wake up in the middle of the night with that anxiety, when you get that call during the day, when you get that email, whatever it may be, what are you going to do? Yes, you're going to cry. Yes, you're going to experience emotions because you're human and there's a humanness in you. And Jesus cried as well when Lazarus died. So we're going to respond, but we're not going to give up and die and speak negative because if you choose to do that, that is the reality that you create because your mind creates matter. Your consciousness is going to produce the end result. So you can rather say, yes, I'm sad. Yes, this is terrible. Yes, this is frightening. But God, but God, and I choose to rejoice despite the circumstances. So I'm not going, yay, there's this or yay, there's that. I'm going, yay, God is God, and I feel terrible at the moment, but I know that He is the ultimate, and thank Him, and love Him, and praise Him, and worship Him, not because you're trying to get something from Him, but because He is God, and He deserves our worship, simply because He is God. And watch your life change. Watch the reality that you in an instant, faster than the speed of light, will change. And this is what quantum physics shows us. Unlike Einstein, and unlike Einstein's theory of relativity that tells us that things can only go as fast as the speed of light, quantum physics shows and proves that things go way faster than the speed of light. That in fact the physical the, the way that they try and explain how the brain produces memories, etc., that actually isn't fast enough. Electromagnetics is not that's the physical, that's the tip of the iceberg doesn't explain how the brain in an instant as you are thinking changes the entire nature of your body only quantum physics can explain how that is working so there's so many things about the functioning of the human brain and body and the world that we live in that can only be explained by quantum physics which is attempting to understand the spiritual nature of God and as I said in the beginning Feynman Dr. Feynman said that if we think we can understand quantum physics then think again we can't if we think we can understand God, we can't. It's just too big. But what we understand is his love. We understand it is glorious. We understand that one day the Bible tells us now we see but a poor reflection. One day we will see the true reality of God. So this is where we need to live. Okay, so... Um, the effects of toxic stress, just very quickly, this is inside your brain, I hope I don't put you off lunch. Okay, so this, as you are thinking now, you are changing your brain chemistry. So the blood that you see flowing over there is being changed right now. 
in a, qu- in a quantum instant, which is faster than the speed of light, by the thoughts that you are thinking at this moment. You are creating a reality. You are changing the physical nature of what your brain looks like in this moment. And Revelations 22.5 says, and then the angel showed me the river of life flowing from the throne of God and from, from the Lamb. And it flowed through the middle of the street and on either side of the street with the leaves, with the trees bearing their crops every, every month. And the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. You see, the leaves that you build on your trees are for your healing or for your destruction. And because we have a generational impact, and it's not about me, myself, and I, it says the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. You are not meant to just be focused on yourself. We are not designed for me, myself, and I. We are designed to step in so that we can fulfill the calling on our life, which is the nations, reaching out to the nations. Okay, so moving on. The next slide. Oops, okay, so now I'm going to show you a very simple slide, which is my theory, and all you have to do is look at the colors, okay? So now we're going to understand a little bit more before we get into choice. We're just going to quickly understand in a few seconds a little bit about how our mind works. Because we've got this amazing mind. We've got this what is consciousness. We've got this ability to think, feel, and choose that's making all these changes that I have been saying. All these fancy things about quantum physics, etc. that we're going to get into. But let's quickly take a quick, quick meander and have a look at what the mind actually is in terms of science. So the mind has got two elements to it. It has a consciousness portion which is working when you're awake where you're very intentional where you're making your decisions where you are aware of what is coming in and you and you and you're processing you've got information coming in you've got information coming up from your existing memories you've got and you're making all these choices very intentional very aware okay and then we have our non-conscious mind and our non-conscious mind is very powerful it's huge it's dynamic it's quantum in nature it's incredibly fast and it operates 24 hours a day. It is where our thoughts are forming. It is where our thoughts are stored. It is where our belief systems and the who we are is implanted. So on the screen, the green part represents your non-conscious mind, which is very much linked into the spiritual part of who you are, because you are spirit, soul, and body. And then the purple part is what we call your conscious cognitive mind, which is awake when you're awake. So the non-conscious, the green, is always working 24 hours a day day or it never switches off and it's where your belief systems are implanted where your thoughts are implanted and you've been building thoughts and you're redesigning your thoughts or reconceptualizing your thoughts moment by moment of every day and you've been doing that since you were conceived okay so our non-conscious mind is extremely powerful and constantly changing it's fast it's quantum in nature it's beyond space and time your conscious mind the purple part is limited in in terms of its, its, it's limited in terms of its speed. It is much slower than the green part, the non-conscious mind. The non-conscious mind operates way faster than the speed of light, okay? Way up at 10 to the 27, so it's, it's operating at incredible speeds. The conscious mind operates much slower at around about 2,000 actions per second, whereas the non-conscious mind is operating at 400 billion actions and faster per second or per per portion of a second. It's really fast. So the non-conscious mind is under the water, the iceberg under the water. The conscious mind is the tip of the iceberg that we can see, and that forms this mind part of us that has the connection into the spiritual part, because the mind has one foot in the door of the spirit of man and one foot in the door of the physical of man. And this is why mind is so powerful and why mind creates matter, because our mind is in the middle and our mind is where our thinking, feeling and choosing is and as we are thinking, feeling and choosing with our mind we are, we are building thoughts, we are implanting those in our non-conscious mind and as we do life the things that we've implanted are moving back up to influence our current perceptions. So if you've implanted a lot of toxicity and you're in a situation and you choose to perceive it in a negative way, this is what pops up and this is how you view the current situation. So this is what's going to increase your mortality or your illness by 40 
43%, etc., etc., those studies I spoke about. So how you perceive the current situation is very influenced by what you have already planted in your non-conscious mind. Now, we spoke in the first service about the uh, being a listener type, the sower and the seed being a listener type four, about how we plant thoughts in our mind. So I encourage you to listen to that because it will help you understand this, this particular information as well. They go hand in hand. Okay, so what we put in our non-conscious mind influences our conscious mind. Now, the blue part that you see up there, that is basically where there's a little smiley face. That is us in the world experiencing the world through our five senses. So here you are in church, and I am talking, and you are seeing things. So you're hearing, and you are seeing. That is coming in through the blue part. You're receiving electromagnetic and quantum impulses in the form of my words and the visual stimulation and all the sensory stimulation that you're getting. It's going into your brain, putting your mind in action. So it's coming into the purple part. Your purple part's going into action. That immediately activates things to move from the very fast non-conscious into the conscious mind. So we have two or three um, things sequentially moving from the non-conscious to the conscious mind. The conscious mind can only work sequentially, which means like this, one thing after another. The non-conscious mind is the swirling parallel processing quantum world, it's not limited to time, it's not limited to today, tomorrow, and next week, it's not limited to sequential processing, one thing at a time processing, it is parallel processing, it's simultaneous processing, it's all those fancy things which mean that it's beyond space and time, okay, which is very much the spiritual nature of who we are, God is beyond space and time, God created space and time, God is not bound by your tomorrow, God, God is not bound by your next week, we'll see the implication of that in a moment, okay, so as you are listening to me now, stuff is coming through your blue into your purple, okay? Your, your conscious mind is aware of input coming in, and I'm activating certain memories to pop from your non-conscious to your conscious mind One uh, sequentially, and at any one moment, you'll have four or five things moving up sequentially, and they may be recycling. You may have new things coming up, but it's, it's, it's a sort of slow process, but it's coming up. Okay, so we are able to deal with incoming information upcoming information and the design of the human brain which is driven by the mind okay is such that we can have a, an additional third component and that third component is the ability to evaluate the upcoming and the incoming and to take that evaluation and compare it to the, what the Holy Spirit says about the matter. So when God says renew your mind and bring all thoughts into captivity, it's exactly that. What's coming in through the blue into the purple? What's coming up? Okay, so God, this is the situation. This is my understanding and perception of the situation based on previous memories, etc. What should I do? How should I think about this? So God has given us free will. You can, you can ignore him. You don't have to ask him any questions. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth, so it's pretty dumb to ignore him. But you can because you have free will. So you can say, okay, this is coming in, this is coming up, so this is what I'm going to decide to do. And you turn something that is not a reality because what has come in and what is coming up has not yet become a reality. You haven't done anything with it yet. You haven't turned it into color. You haven't, it still has endless possibilities. It hasn't become an actuality yet. It is still a probability. It hasn't yet become a reality. By as you think about it and as you make a decision, okay, this is important in my life. I'm going to take this message home or I'm going to make this decision. Then you turn what is a possibility or a probability into an actuality, which is a reality. And you actually then build this protein-structured thought and you now have the thought in your head and that is what you will speak from and what you will act from. Hopefully you're building good ones and not bad ones. And we tend to, by our, our choices, we need to, react incorrectly, we will build bad ones, which are toxic ones. Good choices, we build healthy ones. So by our free will, we are taking possibilities and we are turning them into reality. So that goes back to what I said in the beginning, that nothing is real until you've observed it, until you've chosen to make it into something. And remember, God is watching everything, but he's given us free will, so we create our reality alongside God. You are not a predetermined machine. You are an intelligent human being made in the image of God. And as you step into your realities, you create your good realities alongside God's reality. See what I'm saying? Okay, so we have tremendous power in our mind. So let's look at the easy version of my theory. So there is the non-conscious mind, the body of water. Probably I should have started with this. May have given you less stress. 
Okay, so there's the body of water, that's the non-conscious, and as the incoming information is coming in, it's causing things to pop up from the non-conscious to the conscious. So this gives you quite a nice analogy. So we can have, there's life coming in, and there's our storage house of all of who we are, and our belief systems, memories, etc., mindsets, attitudes, whatever you want to call them, made up of your thoughts, and they are moving into your conscious mind, and you will see the current situation through these realities. So obviously, if this is coming up and we have a discussion with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to say, that is not a good way of looking at the current situation. That is throwing you into toxic stress. I would suggest you get rid of that and look at it my way. And you can choose that way or you can say, Lord, it's my way or the highway. You can choose whatever you want, but please be aware that your free will will have consequences. I lay before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life so that you and your descendants, generational impact, will it will be affected, okay? So I lay before you life and blessing because you choose life so that you and your descendants may live, okay? So you are either going to live or die in your choices. So here's another version of that. Our non-conscious mind is swirling with all this as you are thinking. Your non-conscious mind never switches off. Your conscious mind goes to sleep at night. So your conscious mind at incredible fast speeds is swirling through, constantly using what you have built. What you have built is being used to get ready to move, to build this momentum and then as you're in life that momentum pops up so when you go to sleep at night this momentum is happening so when you wake up in the morning that is how you're going to respond what pops up is how you're going to respond so you can choose to respond it's going to influence your response I should say so you can choose to respond to that reality or not because you're creating your reality remember you're creating your reality the skit actually said that okay what you believe will become true, something along those, those words. So in other words, here's now a schematic of this. So you have a signal coming in. It could be a healthy signal or a toxic signal. Okay, that's life. These are the events and circumstances of life. You cannot control the events and circumstances of life because they are the result of other people's choices. You don't control anyone else's choices except your own. So life happens and you're in it and it's either good or bad. And then it comes in your conscious mind. That's what CS stands for, conscious mind, which is sequential and slow. And then that activates this very fast swirling non-conscious um, to, to send stuff from the non-conscious to the conscious, that popping thing. And then we've got the upcoming and the incoming. And now we've got to think and choose. And are we going to think and choose with or without God? This is our free will. And you have power because whatever you choose will create matter in your brain. And words will be spoken and actions will be performed which will create new matter, which will impact the world that you live in. So it's either healthy or toxic. So here is, here is um, a very famous surfer, um, Kelly, on a, his surfboard and he is about to surf. And surfing, he's in what we call superposition, which is a quantum term for what particles go into. Um, it's a situation of before something's happened. So before you make your decision, any decision is, 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 is still in existence. So nothing has yet been chosen, so all the options are still available to choice. So he, Kelly, in this, in this situation, to help you understand this, Kelly can go down that side or he can go, go down that side. He can choose which side he goes. By the way he moves his body, the, or based on the decision of his mind, his mind will influence his body choice and he will then have a result. Okay, he will move down either side of the wave. So he may be deciding, is this a good enough wave to ride? Should I just fall back in the water? Whatever the case may be. I don't know what's going on in his head at that moment. But he's in superposition. Superposition is when the one and the zero are in the same position at the same time. So it's not one or zero yet. In other words, the reality has not yet happened. The choice has not yet been made. So before we make a choice, we have the incoming, the upcoming, and as I strongly recommend, we do this continual dialogue with the Holy Spirit to help us to decide which reality we want to collapse. Because quantum physics says that it is the observer outside the system that will make the, actu the, rea the, the pro probability into an actuality. It is the observer, you, Kelly Slater, on the, on, the, on the surfboard, you with the incoming, upcoming information. You are about to make a decision. Before you make a decision, it is still an infinite world of probabilities, an infinite world of possibilities. It's not yet a reality, okay? 
So whatever then you, when you choose, what you do, the observer outside the system, you, it's, there's no reality yet. There's no matter yet. There's no thing yet. Until you choose. When you choose, you then collapse the probability into an actuality. You make reality. That causes genetic expression. You build the thought, and then you act upon the thought, and the impact on you and the world will go into existence. So you take a nothing and you make a something. But before you take a nothing and you make a something, you are in superposition. So in superposition, access the superpower which is God, which is really advisable. So that's why as a scientist, I can tell you the most important thing I can teach you today is set up a constant internal dialogue with the Holy Spirit. Because then in superposition, you're not on that surfboard alone and you will make the right decision. So as you choose in your brain, this is an actual slide of inside your brain. These are neurons in your brain. These are dendrites that are forming. These are thoughts. These are the things that are the reality. So when you make the choice to go down this side or that side, whatever choice you make, you then create these realities in your brain. So your brain stores the result of your choices which are called your memories or thoughts upon which you act whatever you say and do is first a thought whatever you say and do is not just some random act it is based on what you have thought first there are multiple scriptures in the word of God that show our thoughts precede our actions you know as a man thinks in his heart out of the abundance of the heart and heart and mind are interchangeable, okay? So, therefore, we have, now this is, that, that's a healthy thought, so you make a good choice, you go down that side of the wave, you're going to build a healthy thought, that's what a healthy thought looks like, and inside the brain, we learned earlier on this morning that when you build thoughts, you grow these, you grow these things um, that look like these tubes, I'm not going to go into that detail now, you can watch the first service, and the healthy one is down the bottom, and the broken up ones are over here, so that's the healthy, that's that's the unhealthy. So when you build good thoughts, you're building health. The ones that are breaking up create neurodegeneration. So those are bad thoughts. There's just another version of it. Okay, so when you choose in superposition, you have what we call endless possibilities. And that is called, that is called Schrodinger's probability wave. Okay, so there is a probability wave. There's a whole lot of probabilities that you can choose from. So let's quickly talk about these probabilities. Schrodinger's probability wave, and there's Schrodinger's equation, which is a quantum mechanics equation that works incredibly well to work out what your choice may be, and that has an 80% accuracy factor. So in other words, 80% of the time you can kind of predict, but there's always the 20% that you don't know. Okay, so this Schrodinger's wave, there's a whole lot of possibilities on this wave. So let's look at these waves over here. Now this is God's zone. This is the love zone. This is the reality. This is already done because God is looking at it. Okay, it's already done. It's real. We are real. This is where everything you need for your future. Remember, God doesn't, isn't waiting for your tomorrow to help you. Tomorrow's already happened in his time because he's not bound by your tomorrow. The majority of you is under the iceberg. You also, your future's already done. I know this is hard to process on a Sunday morning, but your tip of the iceberg is stuck in time, but you actually aren't stuck in time. You, you're, the majority of who you are is beyond space and time. If you can get this, just sort of, you will realize that what God did at the cross has already been done. You have everything you need for the rest of your life, and it's not, remember, it's not all about me, what I need, it's what, how I need to function in order to serve others. Always remember you here to serve others, the Jesus model. It's not, if you're all out to, just for me, myself, and I, you will never, ever live your kingdom life like you should, okay? So everything you need for your tomorrow, next week, next year, whatever, those probabilities are done. And God is not this, he's not a mechanistic God. He hasn't set the clock in, in place and now he's sitting back on his hammock and just waiting for it to all play out. It's not all predetermined, okay? It is, and as Keith Ward, one of these philosophers that we love to follow, he says, God's not a lazy chap, okay? He's not just sitting back there on his hammock just waiting. He's actively, excitedly waiting for us to take part in what would you like to do, Caroline, with your life? 
There's all these fantastic possibilities. Let's, let's wrestle together as we do life. Let's work through these things. Let's try this plan and that plan. This is an exciting journey. How are we going to explore this journey? This is hard work. This is exciting hard work. This is stimulating. This is intellectually wonderful. That's how you designed, okay? And these are all good. These are fantastic possibilities. So whatever you choose here is going to be fantastic. And it's already done. You just have to activate it and get involved in what it looks like. So the ingredients for the cake are here. You just have to bake it, okay? And it's a healthy, organic, sustainable, non-fattening, very good for you cake, okay? This side are all the illusions and lies of the enemy. These probability waves are all illusions and lies of the enemy. They are not truth. They haven't happened. The enemy has no power. Just remember when Jesus died and rose from the cross, he said, all power has been given unto me. So how much power does the enemy have? None. So why do we say he's in the car park gnawing at our tires? Get it? You're supposed to laugh at that. Why do we see a devil on every doorknob? Why are we blaming the devil for everything? He is evil, but he has no power unless we choose to listen to his lies. So if I use my ability to choose, I turn a possibility, a probability, a bad, toxic, lying, illusionist, awful enemy who's out there to just kill and destroy and steal and do. If I choose one of those probabilities, which are nothing yet, but if I choose, I take the nothing and I turn the nothing with my mind, my consciousness, and I turn it into a something by my choices. And what have I just done? I have just created evil. Amen. Where does evil come from? Us. The enemy is the source, but he can't create it because he is powerless. If we listen to the lies of the enemy, we take the lies and we create the evil in ourselves and we then act upon the evil unless we destroy the evil. Okay? So someone who's a murderer doesn't just decide to become a murderer. They have built the thoughts inside of their head. If you are irritated and frustrated, you didn't just do that. You have built that pattern inside of your head. You have built that evil pattern through the choices. You have turned those probabilities and possibilities that are endless into toxic realities by your choices. So if you see the red circle over there, there's something in the red circle. And Kelly, Kelly had his um, pro, GoPro on his surfboard that day. And that's what he saw in the wave. It wasn't as ugly. I just chose a real ugly one to a scary looking one. But this is a really good analogy because that's what's over here. So if you choose this reality, you land up in the jaws of the enemy. You are jumping from your surfboard and landing in there. Every choice that you make, you are turning the, conscious, the consciousness into the something. Remember, the color is nothing until you see it. The definition of quantum physics says that you, the observer outside the system, you collapse the probability into the actuality. You and I, we choose this. God doesn't shove you in the zone to teach you something. God is good. God wants you in this zone and God gave us free will. So if you choose with your bad choices to land up living in this zone, don't blame God and tell him he's trying to teach you something. He takes all things and turns them around for the good of man. So when we in the midst of Jaws' mouth recognize, oh my gosh, this is so stupid what I've done. God, thank you for the cross. I acknowledge my sin. I confess my sin. I receive my forgiveness. I will not have guilt and condemnation and shame. Enemy, go away. Guilt, condemnation, and shame will not live in my life. When I choose that, you can stick your arms out all torn and bloodied, and God will pull you out. And you say, God, I want to come in that zone, and He will pull you out, and He will then, when you've done that, and you're in this zone, then He will turn all things and make all things work together for the good of those who love Him. If you love God, you will love what is good, and you will love what He has created, and He is good, and He's created good stuff, and this is the zone where we're supposed to live. But we don't don't have to let the enemy say, you see, you did it again. You sinned again. There's that song by Britney Spears, you did it again. Okay, so you don't have to live in that zone. Another one bites the dust. Remember that song, okay? You don't have to do that. You can make these things bite the dust. You don't have to live in this zone. You can confess your sin. Don't develop a sin consciousness that keeps you bound in shame. Don't think, oh, I'm such a sinner. Oh, I'm so bad. And then go around telling everyone how much of a sinner you are. That's just looking for attention and keeping you toxic. That is wrong. Jesus did it all. Is he not good enough? 
life. Okay, what he did, he died on the cross. Confess your sin, acknowledge it, grow up. Really, grow up, acknowledge your sin, confess your sin, get out of your sin and start building some healthy thoughts and stop letting your past control you because if you let your past control you, you are giving life to what doesn't need life. You are creating matter out of what you're, you're creating matter that you should not be creating. So you create toxic realities and inside your brain, this looks unhealthy. This creates inflammation because your brain is not designed for anything in this zone. It's, they, everything goes wrong, electrically, chemically, quantum-wise. Things break down, neurodegeneration, and that breaks down the body because the brain controls the body. Your thoughts will physically cause damage, and that's why I showed you those statistics at the beginning. If you stay in this zone, you're increasing your chance of illness by 43% in the next 12 months. If you continue to to worry and have fear. You will fear what you fear will come upon you. 63% chance of getting Alzheimer's if you're worrying about getting Alzheimer's. That's an example of a multitude of things. What you fear will come upon you because what you fear is a possibility that you turn into an actuality. You are creating matter out of your mind. And that is a choice that you make. And that's what it looks like. It looks all weird and toxic and it all breaks up. So you can go into superposition so here's the phone call that you get. The events and circumstances of life come in and you can choose to respond. Are you going to respond that way or are you going to respond in fear or in love? This is the choice that you make and you have the ability to collapse the probability into the actuality. Don't let anyone under pressure give in to evil, giving, to give in to evil to say, God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you that God is impervious to evil. He is good. He gave us free will. We choose to create the evil. He doesn't use evil to teach us lessons. He doesn't make you sick to teach you lessons. Sickness, if you look at the scientific study of sickness, you will see it is from genetic mutations. And where does the genetic mutation come from? It comes from generationally making wrong choices. Every time we make a wrong choice, we change our DNA. And over time, over millennia, the DNA will come through mutated and diseases will manifest. God didn't give us disease to teach us lessons. We created it through our choices. It's time for us to wake up. So God is impervious even puts evil in no one's way. Read the scriptures. When people say God is teaching me through evil, I want to slap them. Sorry, forgive me, God. Because the temptation to give into evil comes from us. And only us. This is scripture and this is science, okay? We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing flare-up of our own lust. If you are living in this zone and this is what you're paying attention to and you're not building a relationship with God and you're not spending a continuous internal dialogue with God, well, that is the reality that you create. Lust will get pregnant and has a baby. Sin, sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. And that is the message version, yes, and in science, this is the science version. If you give birth to these through your choices, the signals of your mind, you grow these things. Whatever you think about the most will grow. And when it's toxic, it will grow and destroy. And this will bring forth death. Science shows that the longer you keep these in, the more your brain becomes damaged and traumatized. And the more you will manifest with mind issues, with physical health, and eventually you will die. If you don't deal with your stuff, you will land up dying young and dying early. And federal data are telling us for the first time, in decades, decades, with the advances of medical science, people are dying way younger than what they should. There's been a massive change in this, between 2014 and 2015. We are living now, with, with, we are starting to see the impact. We've been seeing it for years, not just now, but we're starting to see very um, significantly the impact of wrong choices in mindsets, in the way that we are running life. God is calling us to a new way of living, the, the new way of doing things, a new way of growing up, and a new way of changing the way we do life. I want us to end with this. I want you to stand up, please. I'm going to end with this. I want you us to learn not to be a clanging gong. You see, a radio works like this. It needs a radio wave. To, it, it, sorry, a radio works like this. You've got a radio and it takes a light wave and it converts that into a sound wave. So the radio through the, elect, electro, the electromagnetics of the way that a radio works, it takes a light wave and it turns it into a sound wave so that you can hear it. So we are like a radio. 
And God is the father of light. He is the source of all energy. We need to tune into God so that God can work through us and we can use, learn to use our free will to make the right choices so that we can speak that word in season. But when we don't connect to God and we disconnect this, we will be like that clanging gong because we will be speaking without the leading of the Holy Spirit. That light will not be pouring through us and we will not be making the right decisions as we reach out and speak into people's lives and speak into our own lives and create our own matter. You see, we, res we need to sync up with the Holy Spirit. We need to get into a rhythm with the Holy Spirit. You've heard of that kind of, you've heard of that concept of getting in a rhythm of the Holy Spirit. Well, in quantum physics it's a reality you see if you have a look over if you look at a swing when you push a swing you just push it a little bit and it starts building momentum and you push it a bit more and it builds momentum and you push it a bit more and suddenly it's doing this but you haven't actually expended much effort you know we don't take the swing we don't run up and down like crazy people with the swing I mean you you won't get the swing swinging if you do that okay so but that's what we're doing in life. When you live in this zone, you're holding on the swing and there's no rhythm. There's just work and there's just trauma and there's no rhythm in the spirit. But you see, you get waves and these waves build upon waves and these waves, and this is quantum physics and this is physics and quantum physics together. You get these waves and as they build upon each other like waves in the sea, they build into a rhythm. So when we connect into the Holy Spirit, there's a little bit of effort as we step in here and he takes our little bit of effort and he expands it over and above and beyond what we could ever dream or imagine so when we get in a rhythm with the spirit he will make our lives swing so we need to reach out let's just reach out and I just want to pray for you let's reach out to God and let's raise our hands and let's start developing a choice-based mindset that says, Lord, I will bring all thoughts into captivity. As the events and circumstances of life hit me from the time I wake up in the morning till the time I go to sleep at night, Lord Jesus, I choose to bring every one of those incoming thoughts and the upcoming thoughts into captivity. Lord Jesus, I choose with my free will to let you guide me and show me how to get in a rhythm with the Spirit. I want the Father of lights to pour through me. I want to be a radio that's going to speak the word in season. I want to make choices that convert good conscious thoughts into solid, healthy matter. I want to be in your rhythm, Holy Spirit. I desire and I choose to be in a rhythm with the Spirit of God. And in Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Go out there and get a rhythm. If I could sing, I would sing it for you. Thank you.